Welcome to Detox with Allison. Oh shit, we're recording. You are the best podcast naming person. <laughs> this is the show where we sit down with comedians and other funny people, make them take their vitamins, and ask them about their life or whatever else we get into. Let's hope Charlie got it right this time. Hey guys, welcome back to Detox with Allison. We're in the studio with Brandon Lewin today. I was gonna put my other arm up, but I don't wanna pull this out. (laughs) (laughs) We got, I love it because we like strap the guests in. It's like, you can't fight me. No, you can't go anywhere. (laughs) You're gonna stab a vein. (laughs) (laughs) Not only that, but you also don't know what's really in the bags. Yeah, we just discussed this. Brandon thinks I peed in his bag, so. Tastes like asparagus, so. (laughs) (laughs) The B vitamins are very specific tasting, and I'm so, so mad that you pointed out because it's like you smell and you taste it and I'm like it literally smells and tastes like someone peed after eating asparagus and you made that connection and now I'm mad. <laughs> How much of that is just the placebo effect? I, I know. Drop that in your head and now you're and like, now oh, like, that, oh was really... that is what it is. You could have been like, this tastes like cocaine and yeah. I'd be like, that is what it is. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it said, like, the description was like, if you put this in your body, because what does it have, N- NPD or oh, NPR? Uh, <laughs> NAD. Uh, NAD. Yeah. The NAD is in my veins right now, yeah. and apparently it makes you a little, like, woozy. Woozy, yeah, woozy or jittery while you're getting it, and then afterwards yeah. it's good energy. Yeah. yeah, like, like I feel, he was, like, describing it as, might feel like when you're, like, hungover, it's kind yeah, of the yeah, description. Yeah. And so I, when I get hungover, though, I gag a lot. So mm. um, so we need a bucket. Yes. Live spew cam. Let's I'm get just, a spew I'm cam. I'm doing it right under the rocks. Okay. the crystals. Yeah, there's a giant crystal in front of us. <laughs> um, it's, uh, that's the source of our energy. <laughs> what you don't know is I'm going to put this on the chain and wear it as a necklace later. <laughs> <laughs> this rock is literally like 30 pounds. I picked it up earlier and I was like, oh my God. I thought you were going to drop it. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, I lift. Calm down. Um, I know. You showed your guns. <laughs> my dad was like, Smith & Wesson, baby. That's what he always that's what he taught me when I was like 10. He's like, if someone wants to fight you, just be like, Smith & Wesson. I didn't know what that meant until I was like 18. Yeah. And then a teacher's going to be like, who's bringing a gun to school? <laughs> school shooter Allison at it again. Fuck. <laughs> Oh, we're off to a great start. Yeah. Uh, Brandon with Cheers. Big Laugh. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited to get you on the podcast yeah, that I'm your company be... is hosting, finally. <laughs> uh. I never wanted to be a guest, but I, I did uh, just because, actually, the reason, one of the reasons was... I was lazy and didn't book anyone this week. That, too, but I wasn't <laughs> going to throw you under the bus, Allison. <laughs> If you wouldn't have said anything, no one would have known. I'll do it. I'll take the L. That was me. That was me. <laughs> but the reason was that uh, actually it turns out today, October 15th, is our one-year anniversary of doing comedy at Vulcan. So, so crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's so crazy. It you is know, crazy. It's crazy because like, it seems like we just started doing it. And then at the same time, I'm like, we've always been doing comedy at Vulcan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know? It's a it, good milestone. It is a good milestone. And in one year, it doesn't feel like one year. Yeah. It, it actually feels like a lot longer. Well, because also it was like, there to me, there was like the haze of when stuff started coming back to, yes. like, comedy at Vulcan was one of the first places to to come back. The and first place. It, well, yeah. And yeah. so it's like, and then it just felt like a domino effect after that where all yeah. these other places started opening. So it got fuzzy in my head as to when Vulcan actually came back yeah. because like all these other places kind of followed suit. So I was like, you know, people talking about moving here in January or later 2021. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's when comedy came back. But then I'm like, wait, no, we were doing shows in November. Yeah. And wait, it was October. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. It was socially distanced, by the way. Oh yeah. People wore masks, followed the guidelines. all that stuff. You yeah. know, it was like a restaurant, you know, yeah. that type of shit. It's hazy for me, too, but mostly be just because it's been fun. Yeah. And I've been drinking a lot. And a lot of weed. Yeah, yeah. that, too. <laughs> I prefer the weed now over yeah. the drinking. Because, like, you don't wake up from, like, getting really high and be like, holy shit, what happened? Right. Or, in my case, where did my Jordans go to? Um... <laughs> I 
told you, this is a tangent. I told you I'm going dancing with my roommate and some mm -hmm. other friends tonight. We're going to go... Bollywood dancing. We're right? going Bollywood dancing. So it's the end of this Indian festival called Navratri. Do you know how to Bollywood dance? It's pretty simple. I've done it. So my roommate is a DJ in town. Her name's DJ and Um oh, nice. she, she throws Bollywood parties a few times a year. Oh, that's and awesome. Um, I door girl for them, which means I get to like shut it down the last hour and just go at the DJ booth and dance and like party with her and Sweet. stuff. And so I've learned a lot. Like basically every song is from a movie like yeah. that's top 40 or popular in uh -huh. India. So they all have dance moves that go with them and they're pretty easy to pick up. Yeah. And, but tonight it's the end of Navratri. So it's like this celebration of one of their goddesses. And like apparently it's specific in that they have like these sticks that you'll dance with. And uh. it's like line dancing, but like in traditional Indian garb and all this shit. And you like can hit the sticks on each other. I'm stoked. <laughs> I don't even remember where I was going with this. Um, You're just going to have sticks and hitting stuff? Yeah. You know, by the way, uh, I was thinking about it. Bollywood dancing is what TikTok dancing was before TikTok. <laughs> You're right, because everyone, every song has a dance. Holy shit. And you can learn it really easily, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't even remember what I'm point blowing I was minds to today, people. Oh, Just my God. My <laughs> Should I start promoting my t-shirt? Yeah, what's like, the... What's like the, Rocky? The, what, no, was like Rocky, Rocky when Rocky was on here. First yeah, thing in, me. like, first five minutes, she was like, I rock, rock the Smith & Wesson, whatever the fuck the shirts are called. <laughs> The yeah, arrow liquid and death. Yeah. Liquid death. All that too. Yeah. Do you have any discount codes we should know about? Um, no. Just get asparagus dripping in yeah. here. Yeah. Well, we can plug the detox <laughs> one. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> detox MSW Nutrition D E T A L K S. Fifteen percent off on the drinkable version Dude, of the asparagus. This shit tea, is good though. But like, this is tasty. It is really good, and it's it's good for you. Mm -hmm. Um. And uh, yeah. And I've never had liquid vitamins. Oh, to go back to the Indian stuff, you were talking about sticks. Um, and hitting people, right? Is that part of the, the dance? Yeah, I don't even remember the point I was trying to make with bringing that up, though. These vitamins are getting me. God dang. Yeah, I, there was a point there that I lost. It'll come back in like 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, I just know that like, the dancing is like a lot of this, yeah. right? A lot of hip movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah you right? got it. Yeah, Look at that. I know what I'm doing. He's I'm like, a... I'm from Chicago. Yeah. I can do this. Uh, hey, yeah. All right, I had Indian friends. Like, shit. Dude, yeah. it's so fun. I learned too she like has started just like saying like she's I call it Hinglish she'll speak Hinglish around the house she'll just like in, sprinkle in Hindi words throughout like mm. sentences to me and so I was like I realized the other day I was like mostly I know insults curse words and then kitchen appliance names <laughs> like because we'll be cooking and she'll be like pass me the haldi and I know she means turmeric and she'll just like do oh, that nice. <laughs> but then at the same time I'll just be like oh yeah I'm not a chutia and just like stupid what shit what does that mean chutia she said <laughs> This is so specific. It's Chutia. it's the word. So chut, I think, is what she said, is the word that they have for between your butt and your leg, uh -huh. that, like, soft area back there. Uh, and so she was, like, calling someone a chutia is, like, calling them, like, a pussy, basically, because oh. it's the soft spot. Oh. I was like, oh, so it's, like, So it's not a taint? It's, like, taint equivalent oh, okay. insults. <laughs> I was like, so y'all are walking around calling people taints out here? <laughs> like, that's hilarious. That's so much funnier. First of all, and people don't call people taints. Why is they that? They should. Yeah, they should. There's certain insults that are just really underutilized, and I want to change that. <laughs> I hate like, to get political, but taint is a good one because like you get called pussy, bitch, but taint or is dick. everyone has one. Yeah. So it's like exactly. everyone's taint sucks yeah. too. So it's just like across the board. You're disgusting, if that's wait, what wait, I'm calling you do, that. Do women have taints, too? Yeah, it's just between the butt and the, the vagina, vagina, right? Is I there, guess that's it. Yeah. Yeah? I always thought it just ran... <laughs> right Anatomy lessons. The butt and the vagina are two different holes. Uh, this you're is welcome, the conversation. Yes, uh, this... <laughs> this is the conversations we have after... This is the type of conversation we have. Trip, trip. We thought this was gonna help enhance our performance. Yeah. And we're just getting loopy. Yeah, I'm, uh, my face is turning red right now. I can feel at, it. He's getting the flush. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. You made. You were talking about taints. That's what made me Ta flush. Yeah, yeah. you're just like oh. <laughs> now I became a taint. Um, <laughs> I swear. Oh god, we'll get we'll get it back on track. Okay. You're with right. big laugh. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
guys, thank you so much for watching the show. Detox with Allison is produced by Big Laugh Comedy. Big Laugh Comedy is changing the world one comedy experience at a time. We've got awesome stuff that we're working on, lots of live shows all over Texas, including San Antonio, San Marcos, Austin, Fort Worth, and even Dallas. There's also an awesome platform on our website at blcomedy.com where you can check out comedy news, funny articles, hilarious videos, and also this podcast. <laughs> so if you want to go find out all the latest things in the comedy world, go to blcomedy.com. And if you want to be the first to know about new tickets dropping and other fun opportunities, go to blcomedy.com slash VIP dash list and you'll sign up for our free VIP list where you can be the first one to get exclusive updates on all the cool comedy stuff happening in Texas. We're You're talking about... Me. We're going to go from taints to big laugh. To big laugh. <laughs> this taint runs big laugh. Um, so... I'm, I'm the king of taints. <laughs> one-year anniversary yes. um, um, of doing shows at Vulcan. <laughs> so I think a lot of people, like, I would love to talk with you. Like, okay, what do you want to say? No, I was about to gag. <laughs> I don't know if it's the drip or what, man. He's going to barf. Oh, nah, no. I'm not going to barf. I'm okay. Good. I, know, I know how to hold it down. Okay. <laughs> Might be worse, but okay. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk to you just about, like, how... How did that partnership even happen? Because pre, like, before we started doing shows at, at Vulcan, maybe we should start there. Like, what was Big Laugh when you started it? So actually, uh, to go back, I was doing, um, I started comedy five years ago. Okay. And I started off as a comedian. And then I quickly realized uh, I was better at producing shows just because I have a marketing background. So I was like, man, I could, I always wanted to be on a show, but as a newbie, you don't really get asked to be on a show. Right. Plus, I really shouldn't have been on a show. And but I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, I should be on a fucking show. And everyone, right. I think, at the early stages. They all think that. Th yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't really learn until you get later on into it. And so I was one of those people, but I had a background of putting on events. Right. And so I knew how to run Facebook ads and do some stuff. So actually, the first show I ever did was in Cedar Park. And it was at a beer garden. And we at a brewery, and uh, we had about a hundred seats to sell. We were selling tickets for average about like seventeen bucks. Yeah, sold it out. Hundred tickets. There we go. Yep. And so I was like, oh shit, I'm onto something. Yeah. And then the comedians even told me I was onto something too, because the crowd was good and yeah. everything like that. So uh, I just kept on doing it, but it was f it, the the shows would fluctuate. Like I would do it for a little bit, then I would stop because business was going well. Yeah. And then. Uh, actually, it was in 2019 where I started really getting back into it that I was like, I want to do this full time. Yeah. I love doing comedy. Yeah. Uh, it was, you know, what's interesting is um, I read the the book um, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight's memoir. Okay. The guy yeah, yeah, started. Yeah. I've heard Mikey. about. It. I haven't read it, but yeah. Great yeah. book. Great book. And his story. And he he was one of those guys. He was a college athlete, runner, loved running. But he knew he was never going to be a professional runner or a professional right. athlete. So he's like, I found a way to be an athlete without being an athlete. Yeah. By providing <laughs> something the athletes needed. And so I kind of looked at this as <clears throat> being a comedian without being a comedian. Yeah. Because I went through all the struggles right. that comedians have gone through. Like trying to build up shows and doing all that shit. Even when... <clears throat> so during the pandemic, I'm going to kind of jump around here a little bit. But during the pandemic... Um, Right when things started shutting down, um, I, I had a marketing business, mm -hmm. and I decided uh, when the uh, pandemic started, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go all in." Because yeah. 2019, at the end of it, I said I was gonna do, I was gonna do um, comedy full time, and I put on my first show with Dean Del Rey, headliner. We did it downtown. Um, but that was March 7, 2020. That was a week before the world shut down. That's Fuck so it. crazy. Perfect timing. I yeah, mean, like, Jesus. Yeah, can't. Uh, <laughs> it's just like Jen quitting her radio show a month into COVID, being like, I don't need this. I'll be touring yeah. by fall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, it, you know, timing it can sometimes be bad, and timing can be really good. And this actually turned out to be really good timing. And so I do believe that, first of all, the universe gives you all the signs, you know, to do the things that you should be doing. Yeah. And if you get those signs and see those signs and follow them, then you're going down the right path. And that's kind of what I felt when I did it. It was scary. My wife was 100% supportive. Um, and so we went into it. And it was, you know, a bit of a struggle during the pandemic. But luckily, the government paid us all the money in the world. Yeah. And so that helped a little bit. But um, I had a loan, and we started doing things online. We mm -hmm. did stuff with you and Ken and uh, 
It was like an online comedy network it for was. a little bit, yeah. doing a bunch of different types of shows. It wasn't... No it, Zoom stand-up. Yeah. Well, yeah. Fuck that. That was yeah. horrible stand-up. Yeah. It was Zoom. awful. But, um, so, so uh, where was I going? Oh, um, so during the pandemic, I had the money, but money started running um, low, and when we decided in, like, September we were going to get into doing full-time comedy or we were going to go back into doing live comedy because things were opening up um sarah who um was working and helping us produce shows she knew nick uh at franchini vulcan. at yeah. vulcan and nick had put a post on facebook saying hey we're open at vulcan we're doing shows but vulcan was a predominantly edm um uh venue and so with that uh, he couldn't do 700, 900 people yeah. EDM during yeah. the pandemic, so he had to find different ways and get creative. By the way, I, <laughs> I saw some EDM shows socially distanced. Funniest shit ever, dude. That sounds hilarious. So fun. They're in, like, a little square, like, <laughs> dancing and raving and still tripping on Molly. And, like, and, but in a, like, a, in a, in a box. Tape the floor. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> the best was the first time I ever saw it. It was just, like... I saw the one person that stuck out was this dude who was jacked. He was humongous. He was yeah. like a fucking football player, but he was wearing shorts that were like up to here, no shirt, and carrying around a jug that looked like he took from the gym. Dude, there's a whole crew of those guys. <laughs> Didn't we find out there's like five or six of those guys that are like regulars at yes, Vulcan that yes. do that? And they'll That's all who it was. Just, yeah. Yes. And oh they my will, gosh. Actually, what they'll start <laughs> off is wearing basketball jerseys because yeah. they're cutoffs and then they eventually just take them off and not wear anything yeah. and and so i was watching them but um anyway I, nick was looking for different ways to fill the place up and he had been closed for you know like most places eight months yeah and uh he said comedy was one of those things and so him and i finally got on the phone and talked and worked out a really good deal i told him what i was capable of doing and um we worked out a, a great partnership and so then we started doing our first show in October. The first one was uh, October 15th. A year ago today. Yeah, 2020. Yeah. And uh, Corey Michaelis was the headliner, who was a recommendation from Ken Hamlet, mm -hmm. our, our friend who's also been on the podcast. If you haven't watched that, go check out it's that episode. One. Yep. Ken and I get roasty. Yeah. <laughs> At each other and everyone else. That's why we hosted a show together. You it's guys were perfect for each other. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're still yeah we're still just like so dumb to each other i love it i fucking love it <laughs> we had uh, never met in person until we recorded the podcast that was, that's it's so hilarious. loud yeah um and so uh oh so i was saying that during that pan the pandemic when we started doing things again and opening up and we started doing comedy shows um i went into it full time and i said i wasn't going to go back to working a, a job or anything else so what i did is that money was drying up but we were doing decently with the shows that we were doing but we were only doing one per week yeah i started driving doordash just oh, to yeah. just to fucking do it and like a lot of comedians they will do that type mm -hmm. of stuff and and i that's why i feel like i can relate because i felt that struggle yeah and <clears throat> it wasn't until we started doing shows in october we didn't start really doing um, consistently do shows more often until January. Yep. And then January, February, we started packing shows out. We started the Death Squad secret show, doing it on a regular basis in the end of January. Um, and and that that was just out of a, a cancellation from Donnell Rawlings. Couldn't do it anymore because he was doing shows with Chappelle. Yeah. And so they didn't want to get... He, Chappelle gave him an ultimatum and said, hey, either you can stick and do my shows with me or you can go out and do other shows, but then you can't work with me for three months. And mm. so, of course, Donald I'm going to work with Chappelle, yeah. yeah. But then I had just met Red Band because he moved to town, and so I got his contact information. I asked him, I was like, hey, man, we got two opening spots. And he's like, oh, I normally only do one you know, per week. I was like, oh, we'll do two. We'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure enough, we sold both, both. those shows out. Yeah. yeah. And it was great, man. And and so, uh, and then Rogan started popping in a little bit more often. Um, Ron White came through for Yeah, a well, that, that was, so go back, like, to the shows. The point I was telling that story was kind of to get to the point that I was doing DoorDash and, and, help, and doing that as I was doing the shows. And then when January came around, then I went full time. Mm -hmm. And that's when um, things really started to pick up. But to go back, when we first started, it was, it was you know, not easy. People were still kind of cautious about coming out. Yeah. Um, our fourth show, which was with Craig Conant, mm -hmm. Conant, 
Conant. 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 I always, I love Craig. Shout out to Craig. Lucy Goosey. Uh, yes, Lucy Goosey. <laughs> and he brought Allie McCoskey as his feature. That's right. <clears throat> and Allie at the time was just starting to do headlining herself. And mm. so was Craig. Um, I, I found out that he was just starting to do headlining shows. And that was great. They sold out. She did amazing. She came back a month later. But that following show was uh, Tony Hinchcliffe. And Tony was booked on a Wednesday, sold out. He called me up um, like a couple hours before and was like, hey, the great Ron, Ron White's coming oh through. Oh, my gosh. He's like, yeah. can he, uh, he's going to bring his tour bus to use it like a green room. Can he park anywhere can on he... 6th Street? I was no. like, bro, you've <laughs> never been to 6th Street because there's no way you're parking no. a fucking uh, a tour, tour bus. bus on there. So, and then like a couple hours later, it went by and he called me up again. He's like, hey. Joe's going to come by with the parking situation. So I'm like, fuck. And so we scrambled. I let everyone know. The venue got ready. Vulcan does a great job. And the show comes around. And I remember we had people waiting outside. And Joe and Tony and Ron all walked through. And Ron was the last one to come in. And they all go up to the green room from the back door. And Ron looks in there. He's like, are there people going to be showing up here? Because no one was in there yet. Yeah. And it was like half an hour before the show time. I was like, yeah, Ron. I'm like, everyone's outside. I'm like, relax, dude. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. go upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, we didn't yeah. want them to see you. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was at that show. I remember that. Because yeah. that was like, at that point, like, it's crazy how much we've normalized having all these people in town. Because, like, I just remember being at that show and, like, you were super stoked. Because we were stoked just to book Tony. Yeah. And then he calls and he's like, I'm bringing these two other crazy huge people. Yeah. And I was there just because I wanted to go watch the show. Sure. And then I just remember you like texting me and be like, don't tell anyone, but here's Tony's openers. And yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> and I just was like, it was so insane to just be like, wow, these people all live here now. What's going to happen? Yeah. And then it just felt like that was the catapult. Like it, was. it just like, after that, it's like everyone started moving to town. Yep. Like that, because that was Ron's first time doing stand up in a in long months, time. In yeah, months, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was it was uh, Joe's first time doing stand up in Austin since he moved to Austin. Yes. So yeah. it was like two big milestones, and then Tony, you know, was just going out doing his thing. He was actually en route to go to Dallas for the weekend, mm. so this was like his stop. But it was great, man. Yeah. And then him and I stayed in touch and. I tried to get, uh, when when he officially announced he was moving in Austin, I asked him if he wanted to kill Tony at Vulcan. Mm -hmm. And we were actually in talks to do it, and then he he ultimately chose the other place, right. which we won't name. Um, <laughs> that shall not be named, <laughs> because he keeps eventually, getting in trouble from yeah. Gary Clark Jr. about naming it. Um, that doesn't narrow it down at all, but... I mean, I, I love that venue too, but it's like, obviously, with what happened with Tony... People, I mean, when Tony uh, got canceled for 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> His 15 minutes of infamy, yeah. When he got canceled for 15 minutes, it was like, it, it was it was the funniest fucking thing because people were just reacting to it. And, yeah. and I guess naturally that kind of happens, but like, I mean, I, I was there, so I knew the situation. That's and, also what Twitter is for. Yes. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> oh, and that, that was the first time that I could actually see how... This whole world is just fucked because <laughs> so many people believe everything they see and read yeah. that that you can make anything believable, right. right? Like, think about that. That was 10 seconds of his entire set that he yeah. did 15 minutes worth. Right. 10 seconds. And then they fucking ultimately pegged him as a racist. Yeah. Right? Because that's what you can do yeah. with media. Like, it's I easy. could take anybody's shit, yeah. record. I could take probably this clip and make me sound right. really racist, right. too. Yeah. <laughs> well, someone's going to make a clip of this and be like, Brandon Lewin fully supports Tony Hinchcliffe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon Lewin is Brandon a Lewin, member of the KKK. The Jewish white supremacist. <laughs> 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 with a black and Puerto Rican wife. <laughs> And three kids <laughs> who are all also white supremacists. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's just, I mean, that's like, you know, NPR saying Dave Chappelle used white privilege in a special. I'm like, okay, can you? Jalen's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Stupid as shit, like, man. what the fuck? So, so the, and this is the thing, too, is like, I, so that kind of gave me a glimpse into it. And then some other stuff kind of came out. And I even had a little bit of an issue because I had done an interview for... Um, something. Oh, it was for the news station. Uh, 
uh, one of the news stations. Like or something. Yes, one of them. And they, they basically took my five-minute interview, took 10 seconds again, and put it into their own context and yeah. made me sound like a complete asshole. Yeah. Um, which I'm, I am an asshole, but like, <laughs> but I wasn't trying that. to be right there. That was actually <laughs> like, I was trying to be genuine and just tell my story. But anyway, they took it out of context and that caused a whole like controversy locally yeah. with uh, all the local comics and stuff like that. But um, I talked to a friend of mine who is in the military and he's in special, uh, the special forces and he does, he actually is does the uh, they do counterintelligence or they do intelligence and they actually have done where he's told me stories. Well, they will influence other governments. Oh yeah, to do things. Well, that's what they're. I mean, it's through electronics. It's a conspiracy, but it's not really a conspiracy anymore. That like there is all these Russian bot farms and like yeah. whatever China is doing. They're all everyone's trying to influence everyone because it it's all like the main major world powers that like realize that they're all kind of fighting for whatever whatever the being the world power is yeah it's like all these different empires are fighting for it right now and like so everyone's just doing what they know how to do and like clearly americans are so influenced by their social media and media in general yeah why wouldn't you have a ton of troll farms if you're in russia 100%. you know it's yeah. like yeah it's so well, easy it's like if they want to throw somebody out of government they just start making a start a smear of, campaign yep, yeah exactly dude. even if it's fake you're yeah. gonna have a section of the population that believes it yeah. you know and that's what they do and and so when he told me the stories i was like fuck i'm like i thought it was true but then hearing that i was like man this yeah. is really true and so when you start hearing about some of these conspiracy theories and the conspiracy theories, it's like, wow, this it's, is actually could be it true. It could be true. Well, what I know for a fact that most, um, what was the phrase? It was like most users on the internet are not humans. Yeah. It's there's more robot traffic on the internet than human Dude, traffic. I, I can't tell you, like recently, especially, like I have been getting a bunch of bots on Facebook who are just like they target chicks. men usually, right? Yeah, yeah they're like sex robot yeah. or sex just like sex workers yeah. that are bots. I don't get those because I'm. I think they just really do mostly target men. Yeah, I get them on Snapchat. Really, I get random chicks like promoting their OnlyFans on my Snapchat, and I'm just like, and they'll send me the same shit that I know they're sending dudes. They're like, hi, sexy, wanted to connect, check my story for more, and I'm like, so how well, many subscriptions are you now? On? It's a problem. I need to, I need to Is work on my credit card the, debt. Let's, um, the, let's just turn this into an intervention real I know. quick. I was like, they called You're me sexy. You have a problem with OnlyFans, dude. They called me sexy. I don't know what to do. I, I fall for it every time. I have the same problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, though. And it definitely, like, because I don't know. I mean, where else do you go for information these days besides the Internet? So yeah. it's, like, it is such a big problem, especially, like, when you get into the deeper conspiracies of, like, um, studies being manipulated or the mainstream media not being as trustworthy. It's, like, where do you go? Yeah. How do you judge those things? Well, that's why like, I think people, there are a lot of idiots in the world, um, no offense, but there people who aren't able to make their own decisions or think through stuff because, I mean, yeah, there is a ton of fake shit out there. Yeah. And if you don't fact check or anything like that, yeah. it's it's a big, big problem. And that's why I think this is where we have a problem as a country is that uh, I'm going to get my soapbox and run for office right now. Um, it's just the <laughs> education, man. It's like if people learn, and was a little, if we were a little bit smarter, yeah. and people learn that like you can find information out but figure out what's bullshit and what's not. Yeah. I mean, too many people just rely on all this information. And I know because I have some family members who do that shit. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. Well, it's just like if you think about the way that we're taught in school, it's not, it's, we're not taught critical thinking. They no. might, they might pretend like they're teaching us critical thinking, but that's not what they're teaching. They're teaching you how to memorize facts to pass the test. Yes. You know, and so it's well, like. Well, it depends on the curriculum. So yeah. my kids go to, and this is why I love it, they go to the only, or was the only um, full-time elementary STEM school in Central mm. Texas. Yeah. And STEM, the curriculum, is a lot of it is critical thinking. That's cool. Critical, critical thinking, creative, you know, that type of stuff. And so they actually have one of the lowest scores because the Texas does star testing. Yeah. And so they have one the of the lowest. Yeah. Sucks. It's, yeah. They have one of the lowest scores in it because they don't go by that curriculum. They go by critical thinking. Yeah. And yeah. But see, that's awesome. And if you look at like the trends of more successful people, they are the ones putting their kids into programs more like that. Because yeah. it's like, 
if you look at successful business owners or even most celebrities, like we were talking the other day, Rob Deerdeck is apparently a genius. Yeah. Like one of the guys that works here just got to go on, get on a phone call with him the other day. Uh-huh. This guy has had his shit on lock and planned out for so long. And That's like awesome. maybe he, he does host Ridiculousness, which is a literally ridiculous show. Yeah. But he's very smart and yeah. he does that because he knows how to do it. He can film like 10 episodes in two days and yeah. then he can spend the rest of the week with his, with his family doing That's other perfect. shit. Yeah. And so it's like, you look at these celebrities and the highly successful people, and most of them understand that critical thinking is very important. 100%. And, and unfortunately, like, public school, I'm I'm thankful I graduated when I did, because, like, I'm fairly young, but I'm just even seeing now just kids that are 10 years younger than me even, and I'm like, what are you learning? Like, they're literally just training you to memorize some stuff, take a test, repeat. And it's like, there's so much more that you can learn, like critical thinking, life skills such as budget, yeah, and like what what is how does business actually work? Yep, you know, even just basic stuff like how to change your car tire. Yeah. Like, there's so many things that adults don't know, no. and it's it's really sad because then it and even you know if you're talking about sticking it to more school like things like. Why are only science majors in college the ones that are taught how to read a study properly? Yeah. I think everyone should, should like, that should be in high school curriculum, basic yeah. understanding of how to read a scientific study. Well, st- studies, know? yeah, and studies have been, always have been skewed because you For could, sure. you There's could always, always yeah, you could always, a bit large company could pay a science company to do a study but part of learning how to read a study is to look for the conflicts of interest got it so like and this is i'm biased because like my science degree in college was like based on like public health and things like that Uh so i had to study all of this stuff but once i learned it i was like why doesn't everyone have a basic grasp on this same as like reading a nutrition label or something i'm like this is something that everyone could know fairly easily yeah just look for XYZ things, know how to identify bias, like research whoever did the whoever did the article. You can just look at them and see who represents them, who funds them. And it's like, okay, cool. UT proved that chocolate milk is the best post-workout for 10 years in a row, but also they're funded by the Got Milk campaign. So yeah. it's like, you know, you can, you can easily find those things, but we're not taught that stuff. No. And it causes a lot of very quick confusion yes because when things like covid happen yeah and then suddenly everyone's a science expert it's like yeah but everyone's looking at studies and not actually they've never actually looked at studies yeah. before and you every- know yeah and everyone needed an excess in uh, toilet paper too so because <laughs> everyone's full of shit but did you guys put like microdose in like my fucking bag? are we getting existential I'm, I'm, I'm like seeing an aura of oh right no that's like, just wow. me because i shine so bright yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> you can never cut your hair, by the way, because you always have that hair flip. I always do that. I realized it was a problem a while ago, but like I've, it, it started. It's one of those things that starts out as ironic, and then you just do it so many times that it becomes part of your personality, and you're like, "Fuck." Do you, when you go swimming, do you always like flip your hair backwards too? I've not done that without prompting. Uh, like usually, it's someone that's like, "You should do it for the picture," and I'm like, "Okay." You should do it for slow mo. Yeah, honestly. Come out. Mm-hmm. Your hair is so long too, it probably would take like 30 seconds right? in slow-mo for it to actually hit. just go way up there. I'd probably just give myself whiplash because it's so heavy. Oh shit. And then you leave a mark in your back from your hair hitting you. Dude. Alex would be like, who are you hanging out with? Like, it's just my hair, bro. Chill out. <laughs> When we uh, we went to jo- or we went to the Bahamas for a wedding a few months ago, and Alex was like making a joke about like you should get your hair braided, and I was like I'm not gonna be Monica from Friends <laughs> coming back like <laughs> just bopping the beads around. I fucking hate Friends. <laughs> <laughs> By far the worst sitcom the wor- ever. <laughs> Detox with Allison is also sponsored by MSW Nutrition. MSW Nutrition is a supplement line that helps all areas of your body, starting with the liver. Once the liver is detoxed, it helps everything else fall into place. On the MSW Nutrition website, howdoyouhealth.com, you can find all sorts of supplements to help with energy, mood, gut, sleep, digestion, you name it, there's a supplement for it on howdoyouhealth.com. And if you check out the website, you can use the code DETOX, D-E-T-A-L-K-S, at checkout to save 15%. 
All supplements in this line are the most bioavailable version possible, meaning everyone will have an easy time absorbing it, and all supplements are produced in FDA-approved labs. So check it out at howdoyouhealth.com. Use the code DETOX to save 15%. And if you want to check out the drinks that everyone talks about so much on the show, that's the Boost product. Again, howdoyouhealth.com, code DETOX. Speakers talking, they go so fast I can't catch it. Yeah. But it's like, I'll, I'll slow that shit down later and be like, were they talking about me? <laughs> if I don't hear Puta or Gringa, I'm like, they're probably not talking yeah. about me. It's probably not me. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, all right, back to comedy yes, again. Let's we do keep it. pivoting. Yeah, but, that's okay. Um, well, I wanted to ask you, like, because I know you've always been, like, a big fan of comedy. Mm-hmm. So, like, who are some of your favorite people and like was were they influences in you getting into it in the first place? Yeah, so I uh yeah, I've always loved comedy. Uh, some of them, my favorite were uh obviously Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. I've learned a lot about life through comedy. Yeah. One of my favorite things was like storytelling and making people laugh was Eddie Murphy. Um I could pretty much recite both of his specials wow and uh and i used to come home uh, was especially when i was like first dating jazz this is how much she knew i like comedy because i'd come home we'd come home from drinking and i'd turn it on uh or one of the specials and then i would recite it and she's like bro you've got to stop watching <laughs> she was this like you get this yes yeah. exactly <laughs> she's like and and so and even now i'll show uh the is the one in the, in, in the red jumpsuit? I always get it mistaken. Is it that's raw, right? I don't or no, know, that's honestly. delirious. Uh, uh, I don't know. Whichever one, the, the first red one, yeah, one, the red jumpsuit one, the one that you talk about ice cream. Yeah. He's like, he talks about like uh, getting ice cream from an ice cream truck, and he makes fun of the kid who's poor. And he yeah. Goes, I got my ice cream. I got my ice. I've shown that to my kids now. Oh god. And they fucking love, they it. love it. They love it. They love it. They will. They recite that. I mean, I don't show them the whole thing because some of that stuff, like when he talks about, I get so much pussy. I have pussy falling out my pockets. Yeah. I'm like, I don't. I don't let them watch that. <laughs> we'll wait till they're sixteen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe thirteen. 13. <laughs> He's like, they gotta learn anatomy sometimes. <laughs> oh man, nowadays, like my my seven year old came home one day and was like, yeah, you know, if you suck on it, a little bit of like the the juices come out. I was like, whoa, bro, what are you where talking the about? fuck did you learn that from? Because we don't let them like I know kids nowadays because they have the screens and they watch it so much, they have access to that shit. Right. So it's on inevitable. I've talked to people about it. It's like so much inevitable. You can't really hide them from right. it. And my kids, we limit their screen time and all that shit. But um, Noah came home and said that, and it was from one of his friends who is constantly on the screen. Right. And so I'm like, so I had to be like, fuck, I have to have this conversation Gosh. now. And, but he still didn't really fully understand, understand it, So which is good. I was like, all right, there's some innocence. Because yeah. I think, like, that's my problem with screens. Like, I understand it's easy for parents now to be like, here. Babysitter. Exactly. Yeah. You don't have to, if we're going to a restaurant, I don't want you screaming, do that. Jazz and I always made a conscious effort that we were going to, even though it was harder, we would not do that. Yeah. And so, it, sure, we had moments where in restaurants, our kids would be screaming or something right. like that. But he's like, fuck it, deal with it. Right. Like, that shit like used to kid. happen all the fucking time. That's the other thing. And I I know you're, you're friends with Jen now, too. Yeah. And, like, that's something I really respect about a lot of the sketches that she does is, like, she shed light to that. A hundred percent. I love she, those. She's got six kids, yeah. you know? She's like, and she will utilize the screens, but she still has six kids mm-hmm. you know like they're not going to be perfect angels all the time no like it's a very weird shift in society how most of existence we like supported each other and if you heard a crying baby it was like ah it's a crying baby or yeah. like oh it's a crying baby let me come help you other yes. woman because i exactly. understand what you're going through exactly. now it's like oh what's that bitch doing like why won't she shut her kid up and there's like no empathy for it none at it's all it's very weird yeah. what's the way we've changed in society though? yeah it's like we don't really have empathy for people in general. Yeah. Like we've lost all that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really unfortunate, too, but um, not to get down the serious note too much. But um, <laughs> If you want to straighten your arm out just a little bit, it'll help it drip a little faster. Yeah, there you Come go. on, motherfucker, drip faster. <laughs> you uh, can also roll it up if you want. I just noticed the drip kind of stopping. Um, I'm just going to, yeah, yeah. Um, put it on high. Um, <laughs> Supercharged. <laughs> where's the morphine, by right? the way? Do we just start squeezing this and it comes out or what? (laughs) 
I broke my leg um, a while ago, and uh, I was in the hospital, and they gave me morphine, and I remember it was just like, bang, 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 bang. Because <laughs> they give you the little yeah. thing, right? Oh, my God. That's such a bad idea. Why don't, oh, my God. Why don't. I was, okay. like, 21 or 22 at the time, too, so it's like, my dad came in, and, like, I was in the hospital. He's like, how you feeling? I'm like, I'm feeling great. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> I also took a line of cocaine, so like my legs didn't—I didn't feel it actually. I mean, I felt it break, but I didn't feel the pain. Isn't it? So if you're ever gonna break something, be on drugs. That's honestly really good advice. Usually, the people that survive a drunk driving accident are the drunk ones. That's that's true. That's true. What's crazy, I was just going to say, isn't it wild that hospitals, like, won't let you bring in outside food, but they will give you control over your morphine trip? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, bitch, I want a yeah. smoothie from Juiceland. And they're like, no, but here's your morphine remote. Okay. All right. No juices, but more morphine. Mm. Boop, boop, boop. They're like, you got the most fun juice right there. Why aren't you taking it? <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Oh, God. What were we talking about? This is derailing fast. Yeah. We're talking about... Uh, derailing or detox? <laughs> we call this derails. Derails at detox. And then no, you're going to we do about... cocaine? Yeah. <laughs> Rails cocaine. Off the crystal. Yeah. <laughs> crystal on the crystal, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> at least it'll align your chakras after that. <laughs> Start lighting. It starts melting. Turns out that whole crystal is just mad. Well, um, I see how you guys really hold up this yeah, place. How do you help? <laughs> Uh, Crystal meth. Um. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I keep my figure. Uh, <laughs> no, we were talking about like uh, favorite comedians and like. Oh, that's it. Why you wanted to get into? Oh it. yeah, all right. Yeah. So uh, Eddie Murphy was a big one. Um, I and then uh, Bill Burr was also a big. I was a big fan of Bill Burr. Still am a big fan. But he taught me that I needed to uh, moisturize and put lotion on. That white people do. That's one. <laughs> that white people need all right, you want to, all right. So this is a fucking funny story. At least I think it is. So my my wife, Jasmine, God bless her soul, she is the most patient person in the world, but she has told me for years, when, especially when we first dated and started getting together, is that she's like, you need to moisturize. Yeah. Like, I was like, why the fuck do I need to moisturize? I'm like, <laughs> like I'm not ashy. And so she, she would tell me, she would tell me, and she's always like, you ever heard that saying, like, black don't crack? Right. And I was like, yeah. She's like, why do you think that is? I was like, I don't know. I'm like, good genes or something? Yeah. She's like, she's like, no, because we moisturize. Right. And, and it's like, white people don't. That's why you look, white look people terrible. look so terrible when you get older. And so uh, I was like, oh, okay. And so it started making a little bit of sense. And then I watched Bill Burr, and Bill Burr has um, a special where he talks about how he started dating his wife. Right who's black, and she told, she he's, like, telling the story about how he's, like, waiting for her on a date, and she's jumping in a gallon of, like, moisturizer, <laughs> and and she goes, why are you taking so long to moisturize? And she's, like, same thing. It was, like, because I don't want to have Ashley skin. I don't crack. And he's, like, well, I don't have to worry about that. She's, like, no. And she's, like, give me your arm. Let me show you. Right. And she, like, runs her fingers across, and he said it was, like, a chalkboard. It was just, like, chalk uh... came off, and, like, all the dead skin. And so I was, like... And he's like, so now I moisturize. And then <laughs> I was like, so I started doing that after I watched that special. <laughs> and Jazz is like, why are you starting to moisturize? And I told her the story. She's like, you motherfucker. Yeah. I've been telling this to you for years. And you listen to him? I listen to my yeah. boy Bill, Jazz. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so another life lesson that I learned from stand-up comedy was George, George Carlton. He has a bit where he talks about not washing your hands. Um, after going in the bathroom, which building how it builds up your immune system right. of having like germs. He even talked about like eating stuff off the floor. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's how you build up your immune system. He's right. like, not us all of this other bullshit and blah blah blah. And I, I just remember being like, oh, now I can justify why I eat things off eat the floor. Eat things off the floor, <laughs> dude. I was giggling so hard. So the guy that owns this place, he's got like a six-year-old and a two or three-year-old or something. Oh, nice. Both of the kids are smart as shit, right? That's like, awesome, yeah. John and his wife are both chiropractors. John's also a nurse practitioner, so of course his kids are geniuses and they give them a run for their money, right? Yeah, yeah. So, John um, literally was telling me the other day, he was like, Yeah, um, sometimes Omar, the older one, will like drop food. You've got a little left. Uh, I just stopped mine. I'll teach you how to stop it if you run out. I saw all the um, blood coming in there. I was like, yeah, It's not no. supposed to go out. No, I'm, I walked it. <laughs> 
uh -oh. good. This is how you pinch You're it. You're donating. It goes from putting vitamins in, then you start donating blood. Is donating that how it works? blood. <laughs> no, I pinched it right here, so it'll be good. Um, I'll text them and let them know we're done. But um, he was saying his like kid would like if his kid like dropped food on the floor, his kid would be like. Oh no, like like if it drops a carrot on the floor or something, it's like, oh no, like I need to throw this away. And John would be like, yeah, you do. Or you can eat it if you want a strong immune system. And the kid like takes it as a challenge yeah. now. So if he drops food on the floor every time he asks his dad, do I need to throw this away? And his dad's like, yeah, or you can strengthen your immunity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's that's freaking hilarious. Um, that that's a good point though, like uh. I, I do that with my kids, and I think everyone has that kind of like the first kid syndrome where the first kid, they're always like petrified. I remember I was like I'm that the too. first kid. Oh, you were the first kid? <laughs> I'm the first kid. Yeah, yeah. Their parents are way more uh, nervous. Dude, I remember when I had Madison, my daughter, I would go up and check her like every two hours at oh, first. Yeah, to check make the nose and stuff. Yeah, and make sure yeah. that she was breathing and all that, and it was like paranoid, and it was all that stuff, because you like, you don't know what you don't know yeah. as a parent, and yeah. then you have another one, and then you're like, oh, fuck, this is <laughs> I've easy. done this. Yeah. Rinse and repeat. Yeah, I'm like, you don't have to wipe off a pacifier. I'm like, just shove it in their mouth. <laughs> like, food dropped on the floor, let and them know, eat it. Well, I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. Like, that's literally why we have a gut microbiome. Is like, we evolved eating. Like, we didn't know how to clean shit 100,000 years ago. We didn't uh -huh. know you needed to clean anything before you ate it. So, like, the reason why people have gut bacteria today is because we would eat stuff with dirt on it, and the dirt would have bacteria, and some of it just assimilated to help our bodies basically yeah. so it does actually follow the science it's kind of new agey alternative health stuff but uh -huh. it is it's it's coming out now to be pretty accurate um but yeah hey taylor hey. mine's done he's not quite done thank you so much i've been slow <laughs> yeah i think <laughs> there we go so um you've gotten to do like so much cool stuff with mm -hmm. comedy especially yeah. in the last year do you yeah. have like a highlight reel or a favorite memory from what you've gotten to do so far? Um, yeah, so one of my favorite things, I mean, one of my ultimate favorite things is just becoming friends with some of these people. Like, yeah. they're, they're such cool people in the comedy world, and it's, it's so much fun to hang out with them. I got to meet some people. Like, I grew up listening. My dad used to also play in the car on my way to middle school. He would play, like... Um, Bobby uh, Slayton, uh, I think is his last name, yeah. and then uh, so he was just, like this raspy voice guy, and he was talking like mad shit. It was like so funny, and then he would play Dice too all the yeah. time. And I and I got to do a show with Dice, and right. I become friends with Dice, right. and, which is the cool thing. Like that's one of the highlights. I know you were like, I get to text Dice now. Like, well, I texted yeah, him on his birthday. dude, I get I get fucking voicemails, like not <laughs> voicemails, but audio recording. Yeah, from audio Dice. messages. <laughs> just being like, hey, oh shit. I didn't mean to call somebody. Uh, hey, He's calling Dice yeah, right now. Yeah, Let's put like, him on the line. Yeah, hey, Dice, say hello to everybody. Hey, fuck your mom or something like that. Um, but, no, he wouldn't say that. But um, he, uh, nicest guy in the world. And I hung out with him for like a whole week because we did three cities with him. Right. And that was a lot of fun. But I'd say like highlights like that. Hanging out with him, Pauly Shore was another highlight because, yeah. like, growing up watching Pauly Shore and in all his movies, I grew up watching his movies. Yeah. So I was like fanboyed the fuck out right. when I saw him. Like, some of his movies were my favorite growing up. Like, uh, Biodome was uh, one of my favorites. Still love to watch it. Uh, Encino Man, all those in the Nar Army Now, all that shit. Right. So it was cool just to hang out with him and talk with him. I ended up going to the strip club with him too after his ah. show and awesome, which was even funnier because no one knew who he was in the strip club. What? Uh, yeah, because, well, most of the girls are like 25 and younger. I wouldn't know who he was if I didn't do stand up, Ex probably. Yeah, like. exactly. So most people don't know, unless they grew up in that era, they don't know him because, you know, unfortunately his career kind of fizzled out. But, but he was the man. The, yeah, he was the man, and actually, what he is now, he's an incredible stand-up. Like yeah. I thought, his his one hour or forty five minutes, whatever he did, was one of the best I've seen. Oh, I think. I'm so mad I missed yeah. it. And and so, um, but yeah, doing stuff like that. I also uh, we did a show with Donnell Rawlings, which mm -hmm. was super cool. And because that we did a show with Donna Rawlings, he also, and he had to reschedule that show. I was explaining right. a little bit earlier. He had to reschedule the show, which he ultimately came back and did and killed it. Um, and he was great to work with. 
he also through that we were able to get tickets to see uh joe and and dave and do that show at, at Stubbs. Stubbs. yeah and we actually got uh donnell met us and brought us backstage so although i didn't get to meet dave i was standing in the red room because it's not green room it's a fucking <laughs> red, red. red it's red lights that's cool yeah well Dave has this thing where everything is red lights because there's something about the white lights. The white lights really, it's an, I guess you could call it like an excitotoxin for lack of a better word. Yeah. Like it's, white light has a lot of blue light in it and that keeps you awake. Yeah. So the red light, like it's really good to have at night because it, it allows you to fall asleep faster. Yeah. Um, but also like, I don't know how it affects people without like that aren't on the autism spectrum, but I remember... Like, I have some friends that are special needs teachers, and they have red lights in their classroom. And, like, for whatever reason, the white lights especially affect kids on the spectrum. Yeah. And so they would always have red lights just during the day, too. It wasn't, like, to try and make them go to sleep. It would actually help them concentrate more. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was just like that for everyone. Yeah. Because there's just something really excitatory in the blue light that can kind of cause, like, anxiety, and it definitely blocks your sleep hormones. Yeah. I mean, there's, I, I there's something that. behind, yeah. yeah. And it was cool because, and then, and that was like the the cool thing was I was sitting there with Jazz, and we were both sitting in the red room, and we're like sitting there, and Joe did this bit that night, where not a bit, but he called, he was like talk about Elon, and he was like, yeah, I'm friends with Elon, and he literally he called, called him. Ian during the show, and he didn't pick up, and everyone right. was like, oh, and, and there was no voicemail set up either, right? And so everyone's like, nah, that was that really? really yeah, yeah. Then we, we go backstage, and Joe had walked in, and then he gets a call, and he's like, hey, Elon, and he stepped out for a second, so, like, literally called him back after the show, and then we're, like, sitting there, and then um, Dave was, like, four people away from us, right. you know? And so Jazz and I afterwards were like, man, that was so fucking cool. Yeah. Like, so close to me and Dave. Um, just being a big fan of his. He's obviously the GOAT, and... Um, so it's stuff like that, but I think ultimately, like making the friendships with people is yeah. probably the best, um, and also seeing younger comedians come up, seeing yeah. like people like yourself and and Genevieve and uh, some of the local people here, uh, San, who you know was over in LA yeah. but then moved out Lucas. here, uh, yeah, Lucas, Sam. I mean yeah. uh, Derek Poston, I mean you name them, but then uh, like being able to develop uh, friendships with people and then. Like, Ali Makovsky is a great example because Ali was, um, she, she was, like, I listened to her when she was a regular on the Kill Tony podcast. Yeah. That's actually how I, when I first started doing comedy, I listened to Kill Tony on the regular. Yeah. I still listen to Kill Tony on the regular, but it's just a little, I see it all the time now, so I don't have to You don't have <laughs> listen. to listen yeah. to it. Yeah. But she was a regular on it. I used to love her, and then I got to work with her, and then we've become friends. And, right. And she's great, and then we just developed this, you know, great friendship slash like business relationship too where she trusts me yeah when she comes in town she always she knows shows. She can hit yeah. You up. yeah and and craig's the same way too and like having those type of relationships to me is really the most important because you know, like these people are coming up right yeah. and 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 to be able to help them launch their career i mean to me that's more important than just helping a big name get another show because right. it's like it's like being another notch in the belt, you right? Know? But, yeah. But when you're someone's first, right. you know, they never forget you. They remember you. you. <laughs> they remember you. <laughs> He's like, I want them to remember me. That's right. That's right. Detox with Allison is also sponsored by MSW Vitamin Lounge here in Westlake Hills in Austin, Texas. You can see we're in the How Do You Health studio. Uh, they let us use the space as well as give us our IVs. They quite literally hook us up with vitamin IVs for every show. This is a full-service vitamin IV and injection studio. You can also get chiropractic services, blood work consultations, PRP facials, and a whole lot more. We're very grateful to be doing the show here. You can check out MSW Lounge at MSW Lounge on Instagram or on HowDoYouHealth.com. That's right. Well, you know, I've always been this way. It's like I enjoy more meaningful conversations with people than like the small talk type right. of shit, you know? Like I always like talking to people about their kids or their yeah. family and stuff like that to really get into meaningful shit because to me, life is too short. Like yeah. to worry about the small, like non- you know, the bullshit in life. Right. Let's focus on what really matters. But also being able to joke about what really matters. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, that's why I love comedies because, yeah. like, you can still talk about real shit, but then there's always the, the humor that's brought into right. it to, like, laugh about everything. And yeah. I grew up, I grew up in a family where, like, my dad was 
critical, but it was like a joking. It was like roasting. Right. Like, I grew up in a family of roasters. Yeah. Like my sister would roast the shit out of me, and then I would roast the shit out of her or right. her boyfriends or whatever it was, and it was a back and forth. And like same thing with my brothers, and it was great. My my younger brother was a little bit more sensitive, where I used to joke around with him, and he would like. He'd be like, don't talk to me like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, Fuck you, pussy. And then he'd be like, and then he'd say it back to me. And then when I got sensitive, he's like, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, something must be bothering you because if you're getting offended by this, yeah. he's like, "There, you are not you. Right. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And that's why, you know, I grew up in, a, in that kind of, like, I grew up in that household. I grew up in that era where you could roast somebody and not, and that was like the, the norm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I think that's why cancel culture right now is a come. It's bullshit. Yeah. So everyone's too sensitive. I think it's like you look at people. We're talking about Dave and the transgenders and uh, the transgender community and 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 you know all of that. And I just think it's like people relax. Like yeah, it's also I see his points. I see other people's points. But it's just like don't take shit so fucking seriously, man. Yeah, I see all of the points, and the problem is when you start to cancel certain points, it's not a conversation anymore. No. So it's like, yeah, be pissed off if you disagree. That's okay. But, like, you can't just silence someone. Yeah. You know? And um, I think that's where the danger comes in, is, 100%. like, you know, again, like, I personally don't think, and this is also an opinion, but I think that a lot of people identify with their opinions, you know, uh-huh. and they, they, the reason they get so hype about something and want to start fights is because they are identifying with their opinion. If you disagree with this opinion, you're disagreeing with me as a person. Yeah. And that's very dangerous. Like opinions should not be your identity. They should be a thing that you think that is valuable and changeable. And it's kind of an issue right now where like a lot of people are using their opinions or their life experience as like, this is who I am. Yep. Rather than being like, no, I am a kind, loyal, funny, outgoing person. It's like, no, I'm a Democrat who is bisexual, who does this. And it's like, I realize some of those, like, you know, sexuality to me is not a choice. But, like, there's certain things that you're taking that are, like, pieces of you, but it's not you. And you're using that to identify yourself. Yeah. And it's like, as soon as you start doing that, it just, it, it, it creates the, the pack mentality and an us versus them. And no, no discourse is ever going to happen with that. Yeah. Like. As much as possible, again, my opinion is that we need to let go of our opinions a little more yeah. and just understand that that's what they are. We can't silence anyone, even if they piss you off. Like, you know, if someone's like clearly, if someone's celebrating the fact that they just murdered someone, obviously take care of that, you yeah, know? Yeah. But like, as long as it's just like, what do you mean by take care of that? Take them out back and shoot <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, put yeah. Them out take of the it, Kill the person who killed someone. <laughs> that's exactly what I meant. Thank you, Brandon. Um, Old Yeller but, over here. <laughs> No, I don't but know if like, you know you that know reference. You I mean? like, might be too young. Everyone, everyone should be able to. Like, I feel old when I say that. <laughs> I, okay, you might not all, be. First of all, Old oh. Yeller makes me cry every time I watch it um, or oh. read it. Um, but okay, so you do know it. I do know it. Um, yeah, talking about being a sensitive kid, I fucking cried so hard at that show um, or that movie. But um, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's just like I, I don't know. Like as long as as long as no one is getting physically endangered like we should be able to have discourse about things yeah and we're, we're all humans danger. we're yeah. all in this together yeah it's no like, one's perfect yeah you know? I, mean, I, I think that's the thing is that people are looking at it like you said they pick an identity mm-hmm. and then they pick a side yeah and then they forget that we're really all human beings right. at the end of the day, whether we're white black brown white Sox fans exactly the worst ones. yes yeah. the white Sox fans are the worst ones <laughs> um actually st louis cardinal fans sorry <laughs> Socks because at least they're still from Chicago. So the Cardinals, there's like they're like our shit cousins from the south. Um. Total side note, insider scoop to the yeah. Big Laugh team. Bobby was talking so much shit in the group chat because he's such a White Sox fan, and then yeah. the Strohs beat them, and I laughed so hard because Connor was wearing his Strohs shit on the call. First of all, he was Bobby wasn't talking that much shit. It was Connor was talking. He had to throw some jabs, which I appreciate. I think like. <laughs> A talk of shit is part of sports, you yeah. know? It's part of life in general. See, we should that's all talk it is. shit. Pick your size with your sports, not yeah. with humanity. Exactly. That's the, that's the point of sports. Don't, let's, let's just say how it is. Don't be bitches and we'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. there we go. 
Actually, is that being like, I don't know if I, you can, I feel, this is the thing too. It's like, I come from an era where you could say certain don't things. Don't be a bitch. Yeah. Like, can you say that anymore? Is that offensive? I mean, you have, you clearly have the ability to because the I, words I mean, just yes, came I, out of Yes, I know. But I'm like, oh shit, we're, I'm going to get canceled now because I said don't be bitches. Well, but the people canceling you are probably bitches. Yeah. So. Like that. That's a clip right there. Uh, <laughs> cancel Allison. <laughs> shit. I'm going to go Gary on this. Fuck. <laughs> God. Oh my God, we need to end this podcast okay. before right. we cancel yes. ourselves yes. some more. Brandon, where can people find you? Uh, you could find, so you can find Big Laugh Comedy at blcomedy.com. You could find me on all the socials, uh, Instagram, it's at, at Brandon M. Lewin. And then uh, on Twitter, it's at Brandon Lewin. I like doing Twitter now just because I talk a lot of shit on Twitter and I also yeah. share opinions. That's and how I know when stuff. sports are in season because yes. you live tweet. Yes. Yeah. Especially during <laughs> football Sundays. Yeah. Gun bears. Da bears. Gun bears. Um, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it, man. That's that is, so yeah, good. it's my fun. It's my happy place. Yeah. Um, Twitter, though, is horrible for like reading news stuff. Yeah. I found that. It's super clickbaity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good for sports and like other shit, but horrible yeah. for that. Um, so yeah, that's how you can find me. And, uh, yeah. So how do they, can they find you? <laughs> he flipped it on me. Ah! Ah! Oh my gosh. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Aliwo, A-L-L-I-W-O. That's also my website, Aliwo.com. And, uh, yeah, follow the podcast, Detox with Allison, at Detox with Allison on Instagram. Um, Go Detox. All of our podcasts are on the Big Laugh Comedy website, obviously, because you're listening. So Yes. Yeah. Thank Check you guys. us out. Thank yeah. you. Thank like, you guys for subscribe. tuning in. Yes. Like, subscribe. Do all that things. Yeah. <laughs> and don't be a bitch. <laughs>